Hello and welcome to 88.9 The Bridge. My name is Gil and I'm joined with Evan and Azad for another week of Power Predictions. This is going to be a heavy predictions week. We're talking about last week, next week, and our overall thoughts about the NFC and AFC powerhouses and who's going to make to the Super Bowl. Let's get into straight last week games. We're going to start off with the Titans and their crushing loss to the 2-5 and five Bengals now. How did they lose this game, guys? Um, I just don't think – I think Ryan Tannehill had a critical red zone, t- red zone interception, which really um, – which really brought down the momentum because they were on a going into the second half. They had, they had a great drive. They were in the red zone. Ryan Taylor threw an interception and that really, I think almost threw the game. And I knew it was over at that point. And I think they got to get Derrick Henry established earlier in the game because he only had like 10 carries going into the half. I mean, he had 18 carries the whole game and 112 yards. That's really good for a running back to still lose. I think they got to get him going early. And I think the Titans just played poorly on both sides of the ball and the Bengals, Joe Burrow played really well on the Bengals. And yeah, yeah, I think I think the main reason they lost was because their defense. You give up thirty-one points, you you just can't expect to win games giving up thirty points every game. And this is like the Seahawks game. They have, Seahawks have to put up thirty-five points to win a game. Titans, I don't think they have nearly as good as an offense as the Seahawks. They, they the Titans just can't put up consistently thirty points. The defense needs to step up, and they need to give up um, twenty points a game, and then they'll have a chance to win games. My question for this game is, is this a good trend for Joe Burrow going forward, or is this just a lackluster week for the good uh, Titans defense? I think this is a great uh, great show for Joe Burrow. It shows that he can beat elite teams, and he's really – I think he's starting to prove himself to why he was drafted number one. This really helped his his case for being the best – best uh, the rookie of the year. Yeah, and I think going he actually... with, yeah, I'll use Zod, my bad. Yeah, I think he actually also did an amazing job that game. And he's had a he's had a pretty good last couple of games despite having a, the worst O-line in the entire NFL. And he's done a really good job handling that offense. So I give him a lot of credit. How do you think he gets out of having a really bad O-line? Is it scrambling in the pocket or is it just making the right passes at the right time? I think it's both scrambling and getting the balls out of his hands as fast as they can. So I think that's combination of well Joe Burrow struggled early this year with getting the ball out quick his and his offense lineman is not they're not as bad as you think they are they're bad in the rush game but they're not as bad as in the pass protection as you think they are but I think he I think he's slowly learning in the NFL that you got to get the ball out quicker than he did at LSU because just the defensive line and defensive ends are so much more physical and they're just so much more athletic than the ones in college he's starting to learn to get the ball out quicker Okay, thank you for that, Evan. And Evan, like you were saying, with Joe Burrow, let's switch to another rookie quarterback. If you didn't really watch this game, the score can be a little bit deceiving. The Dolphins game last week, defense was incredible. They showed that they can beat teams with a really solid offense. And I think their defense, they proved last week that one of the better defenses in the league. But Tua, like you were saying before the show, Evan, didn't show much production of, show much production from him. Do you think this is a bad trend for him going? Uh, you know, I don't think it's a bad trend. I mean, they did win the week, and normally when a team wins a week, the quarterback did his job. So I think at least Tua did his job. But at the same time, you, you 94 yards is just not going to cut it. I 
I think if he put up 94 yards in a, in a turnover in a loss, it would be a different story. Two is really lucky to have that defense come through with almost give, getting 21 points on offense. Yeah. They, they would have lost the game if that defense didn't show up. I personally think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the move for the, for the rest of the season now, now that they're in playoff contention. They're one game back in the Buffalo Bills. But it was good to have Tua show up, and they won the game, so there's no there's no harm in that. So Yeah. Yeah. I think it's too early to tell if Tua – if Brian Fitzpatrick should go back, I, I actually do like Tua as a quarterback, and I think he can play in the NFL at an elite level. But it's – I he only threw the ball 22 times, 12 for 22, had that touchdown, a pass rating of 80, which is not horrible. And, yeah, but what you guys said, the defense dominated. So he had a pretty easy job. So we'll tell in the next couple of weeks when we actually see him throw the ball for a lot more. And yeah, with I, time I, comes I, experience. So do you think they yeah. should keep – yeah, playing Tua just to get that experience. See, that's where that's that's a good question because that's that's tough. I, I I mean, I I don't that that's where I'm just confused. Like Tua's a really it's fine line, yeah. He has potential. He definitely has potential. But is this the year to start to build him? As they're this like is probably that, their yeah. best team they're gonna have in a while. I think because they're mm-hmm. just really good on defense. I think no. I don't think this is the best time to play. Maybe if they're winning a game by a lot, you could put him into the second half. To slowly build that experience up, but I just don't think it's the right move. I like I like that also. So, are you saying that start off uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick just to make sure you have that veteran quarterback, and he's always going to be a stable quarterback to start the game, get those points, then always try to put Tua in if you can, if you have a comfortable league to get him used to all those, like you're saying with Joe Burrow, quicker, more physical pass rushers and linebackers. Exactly. I think that's the move for them. Azab, what do you think? Um, I think that's what they did, right? Because didn't Tua have that drive in the game before that he started in, and then he started? Yeah, then... exactly. Yeah, I think they should do yeah. more of that. Okay. Yeah. And one more, one more thing on the Dolphins. We know that they have a playoff caliber defense, but do you think that's the same thing on the offensive side of the field? They have the talent on offense. They do. I think they have Devontae Parker. They have um, – they Miles have, Gaskin, they have Miles Gaskin, and they they have Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua. I think they can, I think they can, I think they have a good. I think they have a solid offense that can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going in the playoffs right now, you're putting in Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? If you're going in the playoffs right now, exactly, yes. and you're playing a solid team, you're putting in Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yeah, that I, think, I could I agree in. Especially, especially in the playoffs, that the playoffs is not time to develop a player. The playoffs is time to go win the win the Super Bowl, and yeah, they're, Brian Fitzpatrick is the better quarterback right now, more experienced. Mm-hmm. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick would be the move. Definitely. I say though, if you so if you start Tua the rest of the season and then he proves himself, then I think yeah. you would start Tua in the playoffs. Yeah, but not, we're, we're, not we're yet. saying as of now. As of now, yeah, probably, yeah. I, I can definitely. see Tua gets better, better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then definitely start Tua, but that hasn't that hasn't happened so far. Okay, now do you guys want to do one more game? From last week, and I think I said we're going to predict last week. Okay, good. Let's go into next week then. We're going into some week nine football. Let's transition into the Bucks offense. We know that's one of the better offense, but something that they do not have going for them right now is chemistry. How do you think they're going to build this chemistry, and what do you think it's going to take to get to be a Super Bowl team? Well, I think the Bucks. I think they have fine chemistry. I th- I think there's. I think it's not really coming down to chemistry. I think it's getting 
Tom Brady and this offense used to a different quarterback. I think I think they have solid chemistry. As but as you as I say, Antonio Brown's coming in. People say Antonio Brown's not as bad as a, a locker room teammate as you think he is, or teammate as you think he is. I think the Bucks are getting better. I think they're the getting better every week as they start to see, as they start to to get like get Tom Brady in, into their system with Bruce Arians, and I think they're gonna be. I think they're already a Super Bowl contender team. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl or make it, but they are up there. Yeah, I agree with Evan, but I would say if we're talking about chemistry, Antonio Brown is not who you want with chemistry on your team. Mm -hmm. He is known to be a problem in the locker room. He had fights with Ben Roethlisberger, Juju, John Gruden. And I don't think – I think Tom Brady likes him, so that's good. But we'll see how his targets work and what Bruce Aarons, I think, is – thinks about him. Yeah. And do you think with Antonio Brown, I was thinking about this, how Russell Wilson was advocating for him to come to the Seahawks. Let's say theoretically he did go to the Seahawks. I personally think Russell Wilson is just the better quarterback to shift someone to have higher chemistry, you know, amongst the team around the league where, yeah, like Tom Brady, he can be a little bit stiff guy sometimes, as you can tell on the field, you know, calling out his wide receivers, slamming his helmet on the bench. And just those little things for me, I think Russell Wilson really would have formed this guy. But, I mean, it's all theoretically, right? Yeah, yeah I agree with you. you. I, the thing is, I'm surprised the Seahawks or the Tampa Bay even wanted receivers because they're doing so good at their, their receivers right yeah. now. Like, Seahawks have great receivers. Tampa Bay has great receivers. But, but if you guys were in Antonio Brown's shoes – he knows that he has a reputation of being a terrible teammate. I think I personally think that he's going to go out there and try to be the best teammate he can. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying I like the bucks. I just, I just think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you saying, I cause think, he's just like that hungry to come back and, yeah, and he compete? Really, I know he wants to prove himself one last time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I do think he's going to, he's going to, I think he, he might not do great in the games at the beginning, but he, I think he's going to be a good teammate throughout the season. I don't think chemistry is a problem with the Bucks team. I do think it's a problem. Just mainly, I think the wide receivers ha- are having a very difficult time. I want to see Mike Evans to get more targets in the Bucks offense. I think he can be a key factor to make them an elite team. Because right now, what I saw against the Giants game, they did not look too sharp. And Mike mm-hmm. Evans did have a couple targets, and he did have a couple catches and a touchdown. But I do think they got to inc- incorporate him more. I don't want to see yeah. him getting two or three catches that. a game. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, so we, but did that? I don't think that has anything to do with chemistry. I, I just, I don't think that. I think that has to do with Tom Brady getting used to the new system that he's in, where he's targeting Mike Evans more because he hasn't, he doesn't know any of these players. He's since this year, he's gonna, he's slowly targeting Mike Evans more, and Tom Brady knows that he wants to t- target Mike Evans more, which is also a good thing. So yeah, I don't, I don't think I, chemistry. Um, I would say though, but if Tom Brady knew that, he would trust Mike Evans for like these fifty-fifty balls that he would. He's getting his whole career, but Tom Brady's not throwing those balls to him. He's not throwing those deep balls to him as mm-hmm. much as we saw last year, which Jamin Winston did, which Jamin Winston had great chemistry with his wide receivers, and that's why they were so successful with him. But we don't see yeah, that with Tom Brady this year. I would definitely – I see both sides of it, but I would definitely agree with Zod. Like, just looking back to the Patriots offense, right, they were with each other for so long. And as you can see, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski being separated for just three years – still kind of, you know, breaks that chemistry down a little bit. But as you can see in the Patriots, he knew, like you were saying, Azad, those 50-50 balls, he can throw up to 
Gronkowski, right? You just felt like he had more trust in him there. And I can see the chemistry part of just like slowly building up with Mike Evans, right? In those red zone passes. Yeah. Okay. So I think though, we move on to talking about this Saints game because they made it too close with the Giants. And even though they played their heart out that game, you don't want to keep it that close with the Giants than play the Saints the next week. I think that it causes a little too much questioning. And I think the Saints game is going to really prove themselves if they can play against high caliber teams. I agree with that. And I also want to say Michael Thomas comes back. So it'll be interesting to see how he'll suit in with that Saints offense because Alvin Kamara right now, he's playing like a top three running back in the NFL and he's playing out of his mind lately. So we'll see how Michael Thomas adds to their offense. Yeah. Going on to that, who do you guys think is going to win this game? I'm taking the – I'm going to take the Saints. Saints have beaten them earlier in the year, earlier in the year, and I know the Bucks have gotten better, but I still think that the Saints are just a better overall team than the Buccaneers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the Bucks are overall better just because I think the Bucks' defense is better. Even yeah, though they did, they did have a fluke against the Giants, but I do think they have a very good defense, and I think that – I think that their offense, if they're on point, can be scary. And I hope they target Mike Evans more because I think that's how they get to the next level in the NFC. Well, you you just said Buccaneers defense had a fluke giving up 23 points. I think that's good. I think that's a good amount of points to give up on, on a defense. I mean, that's just a solid amount of points. It's not I – mean, But Buc- from the Giants, that's what, I'm, that's what I meant. From yeah, the Giants who that's, haven't scored too many touchdowns all year. I know, but – the, I, I can see where you're going because Daniel – and on top of that, Daniel Jones did miss a lot of open deep balls. Yeah. But Buccaneers only give up 23 points. That, that I mean, that's what I come out with. It. I, don't, I don't really see, oh, it's a bad team. I just see they'll give up 23 points. So, I think the Buccaneers are fine on defense and offense. I just think Saints will win just because they're a better overall team. And that's where I think chemistry is going to come in to see if they actually have the chemistry – to work together. I think they do, but we'll see after the game, whoever wins or loses. Definitely. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about another game for week nine coming up? Yeah, we can talk about the Seahawks bills if you want, Definitely. or if you have another yeah. game in mind, Gil. I think that's, I think that's going to be a really competitive game. So let's talk about that one. Yeah. So Josh Allen versus Russell Wilson is going to look like the, the headline for this game. Russell Wilson having six interceptions on the year, 26 TDs. Josh Allen having 16 TDs and five interceptions. So Russell Wilson's clearly superior to Josh Allen right now. But I wonder if Chris Carson's going to be back. I think that'll be a key factor. And then DK Metcalf, of course, coming off that huge week. I believe it was 15 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns. And, yeah. Evan, who do you think is going to win this game? Well, I think I already know who I'm going to say. Seahawks, of course. Why the Seahawks defense? I think the Seahawks defense looked great last week. They gave up 27 points. They gave up all their points in garbage time, like two touchdowns in garbage time. Like they really only gave up 13 points in three quarters. And I think for the Seahawks, they're averaging over 30 points a game. They they just gave up like they, they didn't give up that many points. I think the Seahawks are in great position to win this game. The Bills. They have not beaten great teams yet. They just barely beat the New England Patriots, which isn't it, which doesn't mean much. But they, they haven't. Their two losses, like they haven't, they haven't, like they beat the Jets. They like they just haven't beaten. They haven't beaten great teams yet. They've really only beaten the bad ones. And it, this game's really going to show who the Bills are more than the, who the Seahawks are. I think. So I, I'm taking uh, the yeah. Seahawks because the Bills haven't had 
good games against good teams. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go with the Bills on this game. I'm just thinking because the Patriots, maybe they're just starting to wear out, but the Patriots made it really close, very close with the Seahawks. Of course, you know, being at the one-yard line pretty much and losing it there. But I think the Bills run defense – I mean, run offense, excuse me, last week was really impressive. And I think just running all over the Seahawks defense, of course we all know the defense isn't impressive at all. Josh Allen can make throws and he can just run throughout the whole entire defense. It's going to be a very high scoring game, but I think the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I'm going to take the Seahawks, but I'm not going to be confident in this because I do like the Seahawks um, offense opposed to the Buc- to the Bills offense, but I don't like the Seahawks defense. I think that game against the 49ers could have been a lot cr- closer if Jimmy, Bro- Jimmy Garoppolo actually hit some deep ball throws. He missed a lot of passes. And of course, with the 49ers injury, that's killing him. But I well, think the okay stop there. I think Jimmy Grapple missed a lot of passes because he was under pressure all game. Seahawks did such a good job at finally getting pressure on Jimmy Grapple. I think they did so much better than they have in the past, the past couple of weeks. And I think that's just, I mean, he did miss a couple throws, but I again the Seahawks are getting much better on defense. Yeah, but I'm just saying that he could have definitely made the score a little bit closer than a ten point game because Jimmy Jimmy Grapple did miss some open targets. Yeah, but we, we do have um, Amadi out. We have Shaquille Griffin out. We have Jamal Adams back. We're getting we're getting snacks, uh, defensive uh, defensive linemen. We're getting we're getting a, a, just a, a lot of players finally back, coming off of minor injuries. And I think even giving up twenty seven points against with those injuries, we're gonna have a really good shot the rest of the season on defense. And we might start blowing out teams, which we haven't seen from the field. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, so I won't, I won't, I'm not arguing it because I think that that it's a solid chance that happens with Jamal Adams coming back. I think that's really your key factor in your defense. So when he comes back, the defense should be a lot sharper. And yeah. but going back to the Seahawks Bills games, I'm just I'm still going to be taking the Seahawks because I think DK Metcalf's going to have a big game over on Tre'Davious White, who I believe is going to be guarding him. And I think yeah. DK is he's one of the few wide receivers in the NFL who are unguardable right now. Yeah, okay. So I think he's going to going into that segment, I was I was arguing with another person. Who do you think's a better overall wide receiver? Do you think it's Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. I'm not even going to think twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so my friend said that he thinks Tyler Lockett's better and he said that right before the game against the Cardinals and I'm like, "No. Tyler Lockett, he's just he's a little inconsistent and he doesn't he he'll put up three touchdown games twice this year, but otherwise it's just mediocre." to bad numbers. DK Metcalf is really solid throughout the entire season. He's had one bad game, but he's averaging a touchdown per game and almost 80, 90 yards a game. That's just really good numbers from a second-year receiver. And I, I do think DK is overall better because he goes against the number one cornerback every single game. Yeah, I agree with you. But I'm going to ask you a follow-up question about DK and, like, in that whole NFL, not just Tyler Lockett. Who, who do you think the top five wide receivers in the NFL are as of right now? DeAndre Hopkins, um, Michael Thomas. I think DK is slowly pushing into the top five. I think Chris Godwin's up there and Devontae Adams. I think those five are the best receivers in the league. What about DeAndre Hopkins? I I, I, I said DeAndre. DeAndre. But I want to ask you just on this year because we know Michael Thomas, of course, has been hurt. Ridley's been a little hurt, I think. So, so, sorry. Could you say that one more time? I kind of missed it. You want me to hear, list off the names again? 
Yeah. I said DeAndre Hopkins. This one's not good. This one's a controversy, but I think Chris Godwin's up there. Um, Devontae Adams. What about um, Julio? Michael Thomas and DK Metcalf. I don't think Julio is <laughs> as good this year as he has been in the past. I don't my list is so much different Julio than yours. Julio Jones. But my list is different. I'm going to give you my list real quick. Evan. I got DeAndre Hopkins at number one, and then I got Julio at number two. Yeah. Then I got Diggs at number three, DK at four, and Devontae Adams at five. Well, I I think Calvin Ridley's been better than Julio this year. I do. Think I don't he's think been so. Better. Just because. Is I mean, Julio's been hurt. And just because Julio's been hurt, yeah, that's really the yeah. only reason. Every time he's come out and he's not gotten hurt halfway through the game, I mean, he's he's getting the he's, ball right and he's making plays. Yeah, I mean, he just yeah. came off a huge. I I, I guess week. I guess you could put in Julio Jones for um, Chris Godwin. But I, yeah, because I think if both of them are healthy, I do think, I do think it, Julio has a little better advantage. But I just put Chris Godwin in just because I wanted to. I think Chris but, Godwin yeah, I, I and can, DK are a matchup three and four. Like you can, they're like mixable. Yeah, you can have four DK at three. Yeah, four. Chris Godwin's not in my yeah. top five, but yeah, uh, my list could be completely wrong. Yeah, well, I just don't like Chris Godwin too much. There's, it's so much harder to compare receivers, especially because everyone's different receivers. But where would you put Tyree Kill? Do you think he'd be anywhere near the top five? No, not top five, but no. top ten for sure. I'd put him on, probably on the eight through ten range. Yeah, I'd put nine. They, the put problem nine. with Tyree Kill Tyree. is he doesn't get many receptions. He can't he can't really take over a game like these yeah. top five receivers. I know what you mean. Because other receivers can get like nine receptions for 120 yards and – two touchdowns, like, they can, like, save drives every – they can get the ball every single drive. Terry Kill only had, like, four possessions in the last game. He's had a couple games with, like, two receptions. Like, that's not as good as what you would expect a top five receiver to be, even though he does get touchdowns in the deep ball. His highest receptions – like, his highest receptions per game this year is only five. So, that yeah, tells you a lot about that. That's, yeah, exactly. Just not great numbers. But, again, he gets lots of yards because he gets, he gets a lot of perfect throws from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I, think, I think I think he's a certain situation guy, right? He's a situational guy. When he gets it in the right Kill's place, like right Tyler time. Lockett, in a way. I think Tyreek Hill's a little better than Tyler Lockett, but I think they're similar receivers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, now do you guys want to move on to finish up our top picks for NFC and AFC? Sure. All right, we've been talking about the Bucks a lot, so I think you saw it coming. I think if the chemistry is able to be secured and locked down, which I think they are, right? Brady's going to throw to Mike Evans more in the red zone because Mike Evans proved he can catch it last week. And I think they are going to be the top of the NFC. Yeah, uh, that prediction. Okay, who's your – I'm going to go I disagree, with Seahawks. But... I'm a Seahawks fan. And with all these defensive players coming in, I think – I don't think they're going to have that – I don't think they're going to have weakness on – than on an overall football team, I'm taking yeah. this. Game. I'm gonna give you a total. I'm gonna give you an unexpected answer. I'm gonna give you the Chiefs out of the AFC. That was predictable, but I'm gonna give you the Cardinals out of the NFC. And let me list off their remaining schedule for you: the Dolphins, the Bills, the Seahawks, the Patriots, Rams, Giants, Eagles, Four Niners, and Rams again. That's not too difficult. A lot of That's under difficult. 500 teams. You know what? Which is there. They're going to come out with so much confidence that they beat the Seahawks. They are going to lose to the Dolphins. Keep my word no, on that. No, they won't. They will lose no, to they the won't. Dolphins. 
They are no, going they to won't. lose to the Dolphins. <laughs> Coming off the yeah. bye, they're not going to lose to the Dolphins. You think that? Just watch. No, they're not. If somehow Tua can play a good game where they put in Ryan Fitzpatrick, they will. The Dolphins will win this game. All right, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll just see. see. We'll see. All I right. think that the Packers. What about the... that loss, They moved down in the list, and yeah, for sure. Saints are. I think this still the Saints are up there in the NFC, and then n- no team in the NFC East is even near the top. AFC, I've yeah. got Steelers. It's somebody's breakfast We're meal. Switching to in AFC, the NFC. I think Steelers Sorry. are an easy bet. AFC. No, I think uh, Chiefs are. Oh well, you know I think they their defense, the right. their offense. Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the ball well. I think it's a perfect, perfect I think Chiefs condition. Are better. I think Chiefs are better. No, the Chiefs, Chiefs don't have the too. defense that the Steelers do. And I when Deontay Johnson is healthy, they have, they have three real- outlets. Kansas City Chiefs have a good defense. Yeah, I agree with that. Not as good as the Steelers, Steelers defense, though. Steelers defense is cracked. Steelers have a really good defense. Yeah. But yeah Steelers do have an easy schedule Chiefs. remaining. Yeah, but my, my list is going to go Chiefs, Steelers. I think that the Titans, I think it's going to go Chiefs, Steelers, I think they're Titans, third or fourth. Bills. I think the Bills will win their division. And then the, the three wild card teams will be the Ravens, the Colts, and the Dolphins. Those are my three. The Colts. Wow. Yeah. The Colts so are my, one of the best defenses this year. They've won two yeah. in a row. They're doing good. I think they have a really good shot at going to the when it going to the playoffs and maybe winning some games in the playoffs. Yeah. So I think the Chiefs will get the one seed because I think the Steelers will choke a couple games, and I don't think Patrick Mahomes is the type of quarterback yeah. to choke. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a strong I don't think finisher. Steelers have that good of an offense. I don't think they're experienced um, yeah. enough. Well, to no, do that I don't well. think the experience is a problem. I just don't think they have a good offense. They remind me of the Ravens last year. They might have a good regular season, yeah. but they might choke to like a team like the. Well, I guess Titans are good, but you know what I mean, like a sixty seed yeah, this I year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I just think so, Ben Roethlisberger. This is his like pretty much last year, and I think he's going to compete for it. Yeah. Okay, so I think is that going to wrap us up for it? Do we have any, like, last – let's do a little bit of a summary. I have the Steelers still for the AFC, but you make some pretty good points. You guys are all in for the Chiefs. NFC, it's – are we tossing up between the Seahawks and the Bucks? I got the Cardinals. Cardinals, wow. Cardinals. wow. Kyler oh, Murray. Guys, cool. Kyler Murray is a top no. four quarterback. I, I, I think, number one I think receiver. the Cardinals good are defense. a solid three. They're, they're a solid three spot. All right, we'll they're see. Definitely a solid three spot. We'll they're, see. They're yeah. respectable. Well, they're a respectable team. With time will come, always in the NFL, definitely. It will always show that. But thank you for joining us on another week of Power Predictions. Sorry to cut everyone off there, but we are running low on time. As always, my name is Gil, and I was joined with Evan and Azad today on another week of Power Predictions. Come join us next week from 8 to 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights. You can listen to it on your car or on the Spotify app and search up Power Predictions, and you will find us there. Thank you for joining us on another week of Power Predictions on 88.9 The Bridge.